0: The button
1: has been pushed. Commencing podcast now.
0: A little of this, a little of that, some of that. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and the loss of a pop culture legend. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, Dan Greenfield from the 13th Dimension website is on the line with us to discuss the life and legacy of the late, great Adam West, the first Batman many of us ever saw on screen. And we have a bunch of news, too, which we shall do now. So now, some news. News,
1: news. Yeah, I'm pretty torn up about it, but we'll save, uh, you
0: know. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the grief. We'll save the grief. The end of the show, but. Um, By the way, I love when you say, Dan Greenfield
1: from the 13th dimension. <laughs> yes, it's like
0: he's beamed in. he's <laughs> just beamed in. He runs a very good website. If you like comics, if you like pop culture. Well, a great website. Yeah. I mean, no joke. I mean, we're not just
1: shelling. It really is. The, the yes. guy lives and breathes this stuff. Yes, if you like comics, Legit. go to the 13th Real dimension. Deal. Yeah. Absolutely, but uh, was there
0: any th- news? There was some news. Uh, there's some heavy stuff at the top here. A lot of things going on. Heavier here. than Adam West? Uh, well, heavier in a different way. Oh, okay. And then there were some lighter things. Right. Um, so so why don't we just get the the scary out of the way Let's first? Get the scary out of the way. I'm prepared. I'm bracing myself. Russia's cyber attack on the U.S. electoral system last year was much more widespread than what had been revealed to the public. Nice. Uh, as uh, more comes out from leaks of classified national security agency files. Uh, remember that little thing yep. happened last week. Yep, yep. Okay, cue the creepy ominous music here. Here we go. Foreign hackers dipped into voter databases and software systems in 39 states, which I think is like twice as many as people originally thought. Thirty-nine. Yes, and they weren't just after the usual info, you know, email addresses to spam people uh, with right. baldness cures. No, uh, investigators in Illinois found evidence that online intruders tried to delete or change voter data. Hackers also accessed software designed for poll workers to use on Election Day and got into campaign finance uh, databases in at least one state. All of this comes as congressional hearings are happening to discuss Russian interference into the last election uh, and should be considered a huge deafening alarm bell for future U.S. elections, uh, all due to insecure software and patchwork systems. Uh, We've seen this, I think, in New York, even uh, precinct to precinct, it varies. When asked, Russian officials said it wasn't them. Uh, They were patriots, right? uh, They were patriots. uh, Yeah, they, they, uh, you know, originally it was like, no, no, we didn't do it. And then it was the patriotic. Uh, hackers Mm -hmm. who were just doing it for love of country. And now nobody. Yeah. It wasn't us. There's there's denials in different places. You know, Vladimir Putin did say that maybe it was the patriotic hackers a couple of weeks ago. Right, But I think each time they've asked if this was a Russian government thing. Didn't he say a
1: a, a three-year-old could have done it? Yeah. Yeah, because we, you know. He did it on that blonde lady show. Yeah. And so there's denials to the denials? Someone's not telling the truth here.
0: I think someone's fibbing. We need to go back to the 18th century and just paper and ballot boxes and you mark your vote. Yeah, just like an X. Yeah, and maybe you don't get the instant results that you do with the electronics, but it's the paper. It's there. Yeah, there are probably still ways to do that, but that's why you have poll watchers and people from both parties to watch. And even just watching the British elections last week, which were a whole other level of crazy uh, – Because if you watched The Maidenhead Constituency, which Theresa May was running, and she had to run against Lord Buckethead, Lord Elmo, Buckethead. and somebody from the Monster Raving Looting Party. And they all get up on the stage at the end, which is hysterical.
1: You, there was nothing better in my life than seeing Lord Buckethead and
0: Theresa May on the same stage. Yes. And Elmo. Yes, course, they, Elmo. it was all these great uh, yeah. candidates. Well, can't the Elmo guy get sued? He maybe he like he sort of admitted he was a fake Elmo. He wasn't like the children's television workshop one. It was clearly an Elmo suit though. Well, let me tell you something.
1: Here at Poptick Jam, we usually don't get into politics unless there's but, somebody in an Elmo suit. Well, no, actually, I'm a Lord Buckethead kind
0: of guy. Oh, really? You you were? He's got a Twitter feed. Too. Lord
1: Buckethead. Come on. He was on John Oliver too. He was he's, on John he's Oliver. Taking
0: taken the, the uh, media by storm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he is. I'm a big fan of Lord Buckethead.
0: Yeah, it was, and it was interesting to see that political process too uh, where they get up at the end of the night and they announce all the votes that everyone got yep. and how many ballots were tossed out for being yep. illegible yep. or yep. Yep. suspicious. Yep. And all the candidates are there wearing their rosettes, including uh, Lord, Buckethead Lord Buckethead and Elmo. And it's like this, this feels so medieval and you think about how old a country England is and yeah, it probably is medieval. And then you oh, kind of yeah. look here where it's – Big, giant machines and hotel parties and it just (laughs) seems, you know, so quaint. But the beauty of the whole thing is that you could have an Elmo and a Lord Buckethead on the ballot. On the ballot. And not to say there haven't been protest candidates here before. That The the rent is too damn high, Guy, in New York. In the 80s, a drag queen nun named Sister Boom Boom ran for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Actually had a law created in her name because they said you have to run under your own name now. So oh, okay. uh, she had to be Sister Boom Boom, also known as whoever. AKA. Yeah. So so there have been – but there, there's not just the same sense of whimsy that mm-hmm. uh, the Brits bring to it. I just love it. So, and we really <laughs> diverged off of that. But it was, a, it was a lighter thing in reaction to all the Russian hacking. That's
1: right. Both for Pedro and for Lord Buckethead.
0: Yes. Maybe you get on John Oliver too. Why not? But also in hacking news, uh, researchers who've had time to study the malware that took down part of the Ukrainian power grid last year... Yes. ...now say that evil code was more sophisticated and dangerous than anyone thought at first. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. According to the Motherboard site, researchers who examine the malicious code say it's a modular toolkit composed of multiple components that have the ability to launch automated assaults against industrial control systems managing the electric grid, end quote. Uh, the toolkit is known as either crash override or the... In Destroyer Motherboard Ooh. also noticed that the malware uh, is the biggest threat to industrial control systems since Stuxnet, which you may recall a few years back. Yes, indeed. Uh, warned that damage the centrifuges used in Iran's nuclear program – I guess it was back in 2009 uh, when yes. Stuxnet was roaming. So yes. moving on though to, to human malware. After complaints of sexual harassment and toxic culture at Uber, the company is now processing the results of the independent report by former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder. Uber's board of directors met for six or seven hours on Monday and voted to accept the recommendations in the Holder Report. Now, among the adjustments, CEO Travis Kalanick is taking a leave of absence for an undetermined amount of time. And when he comes back, uh, his duties will be pared down with uh, an independent overseer uh, to keep tabs on him just make sure he's not behaving badly. There's a watcher for him? Yes, he's got a watcher. He's got a handler? Yes, he's got a handler. uh, Wow. Uber's board also booted Emil Michael. It's now former senior vice president for business. Now, even though he did a lot to grow Uber's business, uh, he'd been involved in some of the company's uh, previous controversies, including trying to prevent the CEO's former girlfriend from speaking out on a work trip uh, to a Korean escort karaoke bar. And uh, I guess he'd previously talked about investigating a Journalists critical of the company, and there were a Mm -hmm. couple of other things. According to Bloomberg, the Holder Report had 47 recommendations overall and included rewriting Uber's cultural values, I guess we're giving them some to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Reducing alcohol use at work events and uh, prohibiting intimate relationships between employees and their bosses. That would be a good start. A lot of this comes out of... The female employee who blogged about the culture there yep. and a lot of other people came forward. And we talked last week about how they'd had 20 people fired for uh, bad behavior mm-hmm. out of 215 cases uh, examined. I was shocked by the number, but. Yeah. So so they they seem to be sweeping house. And I guess this is when you have a company with a board of directors, they can do this. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's what's going on there. Uh, But moving on to lighter news. Lighter news, Um, okay, here we go. With the Worldwide Developers Conference out of the way now, it's on to the Electronic Entertainment Expo in Los Angeles where all the hot new games and gaming hardware are revealed. Uh, Huge, huge amount of announcements coming out of this show. I'll link to a sort of Omnibus page that has – all of them, so, so people who don't care about PlayStation, can be about Microsoft, whatever. Awesome. But uh, of the bigger announcements, though, Microsoft Xbox One X. It's a big, fancy new console with 4K-ready video. goes on sale November 7th for $499, which seems a little high Ooh, for the console. Yeah. Don't they usually hit around 300 Yes, they do. Yeah, so this one's going big, I guess, because of the high definition, ultra high definition video. Guarantee you they're going to drop that price. Yeah, I can. There'll guarantee. be some sales, uh, yeah. I'm sure. So, but but 4K in the video field, you know, we knew there it was going to happen. So it's starting to roll out. Uh, Sony also had announcements. Nintendo, I mean, all the big companies do. Yep. Um, uh, Microsoft and games developer Forgotten Empires are also joining forces to bring the original Age of Empires. Uh, wow. Which is now, I didn't realize it's 20 years old. Is it 20 years old? Yes. Right? Uh wow. They're bringing Age of Empires to modern PCs. Nice. This will be a uh, what they call a spiritual revival of the original classic real-time strategy game with all new visuals. And it's not just going to be a port of the old code where we take this sort of old ancient code and put it on like Windows 10. Right. They are going to redo it. Sure. Keep the spirit of it, but uh, redo it for. I assume nostalgic gamers, but uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, yes. yeah, not talking about us, but, you know, oh, the, the okay. Beyond gotcha. Good and Evil 2, <laughs> the sequel to Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> you notice how easily we accepted that. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we'll take that. We'll take it. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is stepping out of the time machine at last. Uh, the game is a sequel to the original Beyond Good and Evil, which I think arrived in 2003 yeah, for like PS2. 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think it was on Xbox and Nintendo GameCube. Right. Um oh. The sequel was first announced almost a decade ago and has been lost in development ever since. We've heard that story before as yes, well. Yes, we have. It got Duke Nukem to. Precisely. Uh, but there was a new trailer uh, that came out at the show that shows a dystopian steampunk city and a meeting between a talking pig and an ape in a... You know, situation there, and then oh, there was a hover bike chasing. It's that
1: old thing, you know, talking
0: pig and ape. Talking
1: pig and apes.
0: Um, yes. Yeah, so, but ho- hover bike chasing as well. So they they did have some little action bits to show off. Hoverbikes, talking pigs, and talking apes in a dystopian steampunk city.
1: Somebody was high when they did this.
0: Yeah. Somebody was definitely. Uh, they were reaching the the outer ah, limits of their creativity. There you go. Okay, that's what we'll go. We'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. But tons and tons of game trailers. Tons know. of sequels coming out. Uh, we will link to. Uh, places where you can see them all. Among the many other announcements by Sony Nintendo uh, and a giant convention center full of game developers, uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus uh, is coming out. That goes all man in the high castle and takes place in a fascist United States. Really? I hmm, wonder what the inspiration for that was.
1: You know, I bought Wolfenstein and I never got to play
0: it. Really? Yeah, what I happened? Don't know I don't know. I just never had time. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you can get the sequel and not play that too. I read that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should do that. You know, just to have it, but you know, yeah, m- maybe not play it. Um, oh, yeah. There's also a Metro Exodus. Uh, that game sports does Tiersky quotes. Uh, also, post-apocalyptic mutant bear attacks with your Russian literature. Again, with the bear attacks. Come on, on, every game has post-apocalyptic bear attacks now. Yes. Yeah, so, and I, I saw <sighs> that the trailer that's for this to one. And the, yeah, and there there is like some really freaky mutant-looking bears in this thing. So that's Metro Exodus. You uh, do realize that I'm terrified of bears, right? Really,
1: bears. Scared the crap out of me. That's why I never go to Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I mean, if I can avoid- Because there are to, bears there. There are a lot of bears there, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I went to visit a friend who lives in Pennsylvania, and we were we had to hide in the car because there was a, a mother bear with her cubs. Yeah, you don't
0: mess with a mama bear. Yeah.
1: And we're like, I'm making a beeline with my baby boy because he mm-hmm. was a kid back then. Running yeah. To, it was like, yeah, never again. Yeah, so not at
0: Target, it. it's always Cottonelle. I'm not Charmin <laughs> because <of> the bears- <laughs> Wow, you went there. You know. You went there. Well, you yeah, know, I, I a see those freaky yeah. bears, too. You yeah, know? okay. Fair no, I, I'm with you. I've seen bears in person, yes. and you don't want to mess with the bear. Yeah, when you have to have a scat card in your house to mm-hmm. figure out what animal might be out there that yeah. could kill you, yeah, that's kind of sort of where
1: I'd rather stay in the box. Yeah, it's
0: okay. You, you, yeah. We're going to stay in the city, then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, um, all right. So maybe you're not going to be playing Metro Exodus. I don't think so. Um, Doom and Fallout are getting virtual reality updates. Whoa! Now that that's an old school meets the new school and that, beyond. That might actually get me to go VR. Yeah.
1: Playing Doom. Mm-hmm. In virtual reality.
0: I think I would have to take a. Fallout, uh, maybe
1: Fallout's kind of yeah. Oh, I would yeah. have to like seriously mainline drama mean. Yeah. But still Doom. That's my game. Yeah. That's, that's my jam. You know, right taking there. it back. You know.
0: Ooh. So, uh, so, so that's just a few of the things. And again, we'll we'll have links to the major announcement cool. pages. Looking um, forward to it. Uh, now, uh, Amazon's Alexa can screen your calls for you in certain situations. Okay. The Uber Mega Everything Store is rolling out an update to its voice calling software that lets users block specific people. From calling them, as long as other people are calling from an Echo. You can okay. block Echo to Echo calls. Oh, you can, can block be- Echo to Echo. Okay. Yeah, it's not like it can't get everyone who's calling you from beyond. But if there's a somebody on their Echo and they're trying to get a hold of you, I guess before they could just do it and you had no way to block them. And, mm-hmm. and now Amazon is making that possible. So That's good because I don't like people. Can yeah. I mention this?
1: I mean, yeah. I don't
0: and, like people. And, you know, people are using their Echoes as a switchboard yeah. and you don't want to talk to them. So, yeah, now you can block. By the way, I found out just recently, I'm probably late to the party, but, you know, you can actually
1: address the Alexa as Echo or Alexa. She also responds to computer. <gasps>
0: exactly how can you call her anything but hello mm-hmm. I just found that out guess what's happening at Casa Kaiser now mm-hmm. now does she sound at all like Michelle Barrett mm-hmm. yeah you know what I could hear it in my head yeah. I pretend that's gonna be a voice pack eventually yeah, to get that right so
1: awesome Amazon if you're listening and we know you are yes just get on that okay yeah yeah. And you know, Tom Town can get the celebrity yeah, voices that's yeah. right come on
0: yeah, oh, that, yeah, then you'd just be talking to Alexa oh, all the time. Oh, excuse me, computer all the time. Oh, please. All right, well, here's hoping, and keep us updated I on sure that. I sure will. I sure will. Um, the Wall Street Journal uh, says Facebook is uh, building a publisher subscription feature. Nice. Kind of working that in the in the back room there. Sources behind the scenes at Facebook HQ say the new feature will arrive by the end of the year and will most likely be available through Facebook's Instant Articles. Uh, I guess it's their native news platform. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's their, pa- that's, that's their so, platform. So,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, Facebook trying to maybe give the publishing back without being a publisher yeah exactly so we'll see if that happens uh, there's a new smartphone company in town and uh, this one's uh, from Andy Rubin called by many as uh, the father of Android yes. remember he started that way back when indeed, uh, indeed the company that he's got is called essential and the first phone model uh, is created called the essential phone uh, yes yeah, nice. may- yeah maybe where you won't want to stick in your mind yeah. here but the essential phone has an edged edge display uh, a body made of titanium and ceramic and uh claims the world's thinnest dual camera system ever built for a phone with the ability to capture photos in low light without breaking a sweat. Titanium, not adamantium? Come uh, on. Not yet. Yeah, maybe Please. there's that's they've they probably thing, got it right? like yeah. That's real. Yeah. yeah I guess so. in the Marvel universe at in least. The Mar- <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, fair enough. So, and ceramic. Was, yeah, come on. We just got to go to Wakamba. Yeah. Is it Wakamba or Wakanda? It's Wakanda, right? Yeah, it's Wakanda, yeah. Yeah, I like to say Wakamba. But yeah. But that's a different thing. But, yeah, but that's a tool. So. That's a bar down the yeah, block, yeah. but that's a different
0: story. Yes. Yeah, so, so eventually they will have these phones uh, in in newer materials. But uh, for now, it's titanium and ceramic. The essential phone is expected to launch this month, starting at $699, and it's going to be available exclusively on Sprint. 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 Sprint so. Okay. All right. Sprint users, uh, they I no. guess they're building the network of the future or something. I would love to say, hey,
1: get me an essential
0: phone. But, you know. Yeah, not, the Sprint thing is
1: not, yeah. not for you. I need a phone that's not on Sprint.
0: Yes. Sorry. All right. So, so, so no essential for you. But, you know, if you wait long enough. The iPhone was AT&T exclusive for that's the first true. year or two. That's very true. It'll open up. It'll, you know. That sounds like a sweet little piece of hardware, though. Yeah, it's got some nice specs. And as a company, Essential recently raised $300 million in venture capital. And so adding all of this in uh, yep. gives the company a nearly $1 billion valuation. Whoa,
1: that's a big uh, So this is not a, a
0: little garage startup no, here. No, no, no. Uh, now, along with phone accessories for said Essential phone, yeah. uh, they're also working on a home assistant device in the style of the Amazon Echo Show. Mm. Really? The one with the screen. So everyone's got it. We get, we're going to have to make a, a home assistant now. Yeah, and I, apparently screens are the big thing now, even though right. Apple and and Microsoft's Cortana thing got a didn't name for our stuff. What's going to be called the PTJ? Shut the hell up. I like that. Well, you know, like I don't care. Yeah, the PTJ. I don't care. <laughs> yes, the PTJ WTF.
1: <laughs> why are you talking to me? That's mm-hmm. like the PTJ. Yes. Why are you talking to me? I like yeah, that. that what do you want? Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, you have to do
1: you all the voice it. for that. You nailed it. The, that's what I'm going to What do you want? What yeah. do you want? All right, fair enough. We have to get back in the lab We're, and get yeah, working on that. we got to get back in the lab.
0: And finally. And finally. Yes, professional drone racing is a thing. Yeah, I knew this. I knew this. And why wouldn't it be? Uh, The aforementioned Drone Racing League here in New York recently raised $20 million from entertainment groups Sky, Liberty Media, and World Wrestling uh, to help get these remote-controlled lightweight aircraft races off the ground. Worldwide wrestling? (laughs) Apparently so. Wow. Wow. Which, you know, Demolition Derby, hello. Oh, so now we're going to have, like, those like stupid, like, ah, we're going to kill them. You I'm drones gonna... smashing each other yeah, with chairs yeah. in the sky, yeah. Gosh. Right, uh, the organization, enough. I did not know the depth of this organization, but they have uh, many sponsors already, including Amazon, uh, yep. who's into the, the DRLs, are called the Drone Racing League. There you go. The final race uh, in the 2017 Alliance World Championship season uh, is coming up. will feature uh, the eight top pilots flying drones at speeds over 90 miles an hour. Wow. So they're they're racing. I'm waiting for the drone dogfights. Yeah, when they get old, demolition derby in the sky. Where all of a sudden you got drum parts flying off. Yeah, I like that. Because that's what happened with with regular racing when the cars get old, they go to demolition derby and hilarity ensues. I have a rule, you know, when when
1: the esports thing started, yeah, and they started calling these guys athletes, yeah, I got a little upset. Yeah, that I got to admit, I love playing games. But when you're sitting there with a bag full of Cheetos and Mountain Dew playing a game, that does not make you an athlete.
0: Yes, that makes you a
1: Flying an RC plane around does not make you an athlete. So let's not call these guys athletes, please.
0: Yes, we'll, we'll call them uh, remote control pilots. There you go. That's fair uh, enough. Operators. Call them
1: p- operators, pilots. That's fine.
0: And I have not found out where the, the drone races will be televised. I'm imagining it's probably a stream, but- And the drone races will be televised. Yes, the drone yes. races will be televised. Yes. Uh, so, so, so there you have it, uh, and, and this is early days of the league. I assume they'll expand, and then there'll be all kinds. Of, there'll be circuits. You know how the, the, the oh, yeah, Sprint Nextel Cup for NASCAR yeah. and the Indy Racing League, <laughs> the Winston Cup. Yeah, yeah oh, the it, Formula there's, One. There's no more Winston Cup, right? I, I think it's part that. of NASCAR now. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, lot, lots of of, of uh, potential uh, drone racing events to go to. Yes, lots, lots of potential. I know events. you'll be at all of them. I'm going to be at all of them. You with your trailer and your grill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should really uh, probably wrap the news yeah. up because it, it, it's been how, so unbound. You notice
1: how mellow we are? Yeah, I think we're both a little messed up about the
0: whole Adam West. It, it's away it's thing. it was. I mean, a piece of your childhood yeah, there. It was you know. Personal. It was perfect. Yeah, and and we have just the guy to talk to us about it. Absolutely. Uh, He's going to be joining us in the next segment. But in the meantime, let's wrap up the news so we can get there. Uh, If anyone out there wants to know uh, more about the stories we talked about, uh, including Lord Buckethead and drone racing, (laughs) you can find all of them at poptickjam.com. Up next, Dan Greenfield of the 13th Dimension will be beaming into the studio. We are gathered here together today to mourn the loss of Adam West. Uh, For those of you who were not online for any reason at all last weekend, uh, Mr. West passed away at the age of 88 last Friday from leukemia. As we all know, he was the original Batman in the Batman 1966 TV show. The only Batman that mattered. Yes. And (laughs) um, to discuss this very sad passing, uh, we have invited... Dan Greenfield, who is the editor of the 13th Dimension website that's devoted to comics and culture and all of the good things that we also like to talk about on this show. Pedro and I wanted to reach out and mourn together with someone who was not only a fan of the show, but who has interviewed Mr. West on numerous occasions. Dan, welcome to Pop Tech Jam. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and it's it's really good, uh, you know, to, to be with people who kind of get why Everyone is so sad about Adam West passing on. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was in addition to a little piece of our childhoods maybe breaking away. I realized as we were sort of emailing over the weekend – that all three of us uh, grew up in very different backgrounds and probably saw Batman maybe around the same age. I'm guessing uh, for you guys it was uh, afternoon reruns. Afternoon
1: reruns. Yep. After
0: school. Yeah. And I first saw it in North Dakota on a nuclear missile base and was just wow. <laughs> the fact that you know, it's Batman. You know, s- wow. s- uh, you know, afternoon after school, come home when it wasn't being preempted by the Watergate hearings. There was Batman. There you go. Um, Dan, what was your first uh, view of the Batman show?
2: It was Channel 11 in New York. I grew up in New Jersey, so you know we were in the New York uh, media sphere. So yeah, like you said, even for me, it was before after school. It was it was among my earliest memories. I mean, I, I think back probably around the age of four or five. No, actually, come to think of it, I was probably even a little bit younger. But right around that time, uh, it was in syndication on Channel 11 and. It was the earliest uh, version of appointment TV for me. It was something that I could not miss. We also had something in New York called the 430 movie that would run the the Batman 66 movie uh, at 430 on Channel 7. And so those days were special because you'd basically be toggling back and forth between Channel 7 and Channel 11 to catch parts of both at the same time. And it was you you, you just you just kind of soak yourself in it.
0: Yeah, the, the, a wonderful way, and especially you know, when we're young and we're all like little sponges of information. And Pedro, you wrote a very beautiful post on the About Men blog about Thank your you. relationship to the show and Adam yeah, West. Yeah. And you, you were in the South Bronx. Uh, I was in the
1: South Bronx. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw it on PIX2 on Channel 11 after school. Right. And uh, I mean, as I said in the post, he saved my life. I mean, it was like one of these deals where Batman for me, the Adam West Batman, because Adam West... But a certain kind of bat guano crazy to Batman, which was absolutely appropriate because this is a guy who's a millionaire and dresses in a bat suit and goes out at night to fight crime. That's crazy. But the thing about Adam West was that you could actually relate to this guy. He wasn't scary. I mean, this is a crazy man. He wasn't scary. He was somebody that I could literally see coming in and saving my day. So, you know, I there were gangs and all sorts of crazy stuff and I would develop these weird, crazy scenarios about him and Robin coming in and kicking the bad guys, kicking the 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 gangbangers, butts all over the street and the fact that that I could immerse myself in Batman every day and forget about all the craziness that was going on outside my windows was something special for me and it opened up the world of comics which then opened up storytelling options for me on radio in books it, it it helped me stay away from influences that could have definitely sent me down a different path so you know adam west saved my life
0: yeah and and i know uh dan i don't know how your uh, love of technology is but pedro and i are huge geeks and for me yeah. a lot of the uh, shows from the 60s when computers were start, starting to come up. And Batman had a lot of fun tech in it, uh, just like the Star Trek 66. Yep. I got into tech because I was interested yeah, in absolutely. these cool gadgets and things. The and bad
1: computer. The bad computer. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, But, uh, Dan, as the uh, editor and publisher of 13th Dimension, uh, you do a whole ton of comic coverage. And you had uh, interviewed Mr. West a couple of times, right? Uh, what yeah, was he like?
2: I, 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 he was great. He lived up to to, to the expectation. Actually, I just wanted to quickly to to, Pedro. That's a that's a wonderful story. I, if I might, just for, in a similar fashion, I, I also had a very personal uh, relationship with with the show too. My parents, it was my parents. They divorced when I was very young, and it was kind of a chaotic atmosphere. This show was my haven. There you go. And you know, you talk about you know this this imagining that you know Batman would come and help save your neighborhood. In me. It was he was a he was a sign of stability. He was the 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 paragon of virtue of of stability of safety, and I took as a very and didn't even realize it until much later how many cues I took in terms of how to be a grown up, how to be a man, Mm. how to protect those you love, how to be loyal, how to stay on the straight and narrow came from that performance. And not to say not to get too Freudian, but I looked at him as. You know he was like the perfect dad and 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 helped to give a sense in me as a father of something to live up to so i i, I re- and i think a lot of people do see this in a very very personal way which is why i think a lot of people were really anguished over the weekend myself included um so i just wanted to mention that off of what you had just said but in terms of meeting him the first time i met him was as a fan before i was doing 13th dimension it was in new jersey he was at a show before the show had come out on Blu-ray and DVD and available for downloads, so it was still in that 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 kind of rough period where you just had to get by on reruns and and, and bootlegs.
1: That awful and period.
2: Yes, that awful period of washed-out video, oh, of yeah. trying to trying to watch what you could when you could, and and all of that, which went on for decades. Yep. And I got I walked up to him when it was my turn in the line. My son and I got there early, and I told him what I just told you about how he was so important to me as a young child living in this kind of chaotic atmosphere and that this role that he had played, and of course you do distinguish the role from the actor, from the writers, from the producers, but the total package, I said to him, you know, th- you know thank you for being there for me. And, you know, you don't know how someone's gonna react to something like that. And he stopped, you know, and he, he looked up at me and he gave me this big grin and he just gave me a fist bump. And for me, it was like a fist bump around the world. Nice. It was the perfect reaction. It was graceful, it was gracious, and and it was exactly what I, I didn't even know that's what I wanted him to do, but he did it and it was perfect. Then a few years later, when I got to interview him, it was at the beginning of the website and it happened to be on his birthday and it, he shares the same birthday as my mother. And the, the, the trick, of course, with any, any writer, any journalist, commentator, whatever, is to try to talk to someone like that and try to get them to say something that. They've never said before, which is nearly impossible, because after fifty years of doing this, he's got his shtick down. You know, he's doing his bit. He's got his comments. He's got his canned lines, and you, you hope to be able to cut through. But if not, at the very least, you hope you get entertained. And that's what happened the second, you know, the second time, is that he started joking about wanting to batu see with my mom. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I would love to batu see with your mother. You know. Stuff like that. I know. Well die. hold on a second,
1: Dan. Of course, I'm picturing you interviewing him with, with Adam wearing an ascot. You do realize right. that I see him wearing an ascot all the time. That's how I yes. picture him.
2: Yeah, and I and I asked and I had again him picturing on you know in his in his stately Wayne manner yes, in Idaho. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe in this case sitting out on the veranda and um and just, well, I'm
1: glad you asked <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that sort of thing. And I'm dying. You know, I'm sitting there talking to him like I'm talking to you. And I'm like, I'm talking to Adam West and interviewing him. I didn't even mention that I'd met him before because the context was, you know, they were different. So, and he was great. And he talked about, this was when Ben Affleck had just been cast as Batman. So I, you know, I asked him about that. And he's like, I hope he shaves his beard. <laughs> the stuff, you know, like it's like really just off the cuff funny things. I'm really fortunate and really happy that that he lived up to what I wanted him to be like. You know, you do meet a lot of people in that world and they don't all live up to what you want them to be. And that kid in you is being nurtured while you're talking to them. But of course, the adult in you still has to maintain kind of this facade. He hit it on every mark. He was terrific. And and I I consider myself extremely fortunate that I got to, to deal with him that way.
1: Well, that's what I love about adam west is the fact that he never ran away from the character you have right. a lot of folks that 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 play these iconic roles like i'm thinking of like the folks who play the doctor who character and you know people like that and, and the first thing they do when they stop playing the character is go out of their way to distance themselves from that character adam west never did
2: yeah he lived it he did live it but i think that he did to some degree you know at the end of the show you know, the thing that you don't see now when it comes to people playing superheroes is that people don't get typecast anymore. Chris right. Evans doesn't get typecast Excellent, anymore. Absolutely right. He can play other roles. And in those days, they did get type, typecast, and he did, and Burt Ward did. The, the guest stars didn't really because they already had careers. Julie Newmar was best known as Cowboy, but she had a full career besides that on stage and
0: screen. And yeah, she was a dancer too, wasn't she? She was nope. a dancer yeah. and
2: a model and all these things. But when you're, when you're talking about Adam West, his career... He did more movies. He did whatever, but he was still always the former Batman. Right after the show ended, you know, he did try to escape it for some to some extent. Of course, did go back to it in the '70s. But I think that that part of his lasting power is the fact that the the whole thing with Batman '66 got its chance, and he did as part of that, of course, to come full circle. That he wasn't getting the jobs that he should have gotten, or perhaps should have gotten. From his contemporary executives, it right. took a whole other generation of decision makers, and to come in and recognize what he was and what he meant to uh, to that younger generation of people. So you get your Seth MacFarlands, your your mm-hmm. Conan O'Briens, your Robert Smigel's, and people who who are able to kind of draw him back out to some degree. Plus, you get the whole culture of comic book conventions and, and what have you. And, you know, if you remember, because we're all roughly in the same age group here, I certainly went through this period where I rejected the show when I was in my early 20s. You know, I was all about Frank Miller's Batman. Oh, yes, The Dark Knight.
0: Same the here. The Dark Knight. Same here, yeah. And
2: all of that stuff. And you, you didn't even among comics fans, you didn't want to talk about Batman because they're like, oh, Adam West, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so... Like a, like a dumb kid, you kind of re- it's like rejecting your parents.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then,
2: of course, then you come back and you find out just how valuable your parents are. And that was sort of my cycle, particularly when after I had my own son, that I started to rediscover the show. And while I, I can't compare my love and admiration for the show now as I did when I was a child, it's as intense in a much different way.
1: I got to tell you that the, 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 one of the best family bonding experiences that I've had is watching the Batman 66 series with my kids because I never went out of my way to like, oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. I was like, hey, you know, you want to watch a show with your dad. I didn't oversell it. They were sucked in immediately into the show. It's one of these things that where I didn't have to say a word. They beg me to watch the show now. You have no idea. They're 11 and 7. Perfect. And it's like, it, it, it just like, hey, you guys want to watch some Batman? Boom, we'll watch Batman. I have to rewind certain sections over and over and over again. Yeah. Boom Boom likes the fight scenes. Boom so. Boom likes the fight scenes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It's sort of like I did my job as a dad right. Yes. You know, I got him yeah. into Batman 66. Yes.
0: Yes. They've got the basic template for good and evil. Absolutely, they know you got to stand up for your principles. Absolutely,
1: and it's okay to wear white makeup over a mustache. Yes. That's a big lesson. <laughs> yes. Always a big lesson. Yes, you,
0: you can pull it off if you're Cesar Romero. And folks,
1: if That's you don't great. get my reference, go watch Batman.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, we, we could probably go on for another five hours. I think we can. Rhapsodic. But, and you're a fabulous podcast guest. We should just have you on all of our comics coverage. Absolutely, uh, if you're
2: available. I am always available. Once you get me started, you can't stop. So no, I don't know
0: well, who wants to stop. Time. I'll be there. I. Feel feel a little better after talking to you about this too cuz you have reaffirmed the fact that Adam West was a really nice yeah, guy and me. lived up to the reputation of you know what we all maybe hoped he was, but you know we weren't quite you yeah. know, sure we wanted to. go. But yeah, Dan, thank you for reaffirming our our uh, love of the guy. Absolutely, thank and, you. And um, we will pour one out here in the studio for Mr. Adam West. I think he not had on impact. the microphones. And yeah, not not on the microphones on the floor. Thank you. You know he did have such an impact on you know our lives. I think as Generation Xers, and we didn't even get into the part about like pop culture and design and oh, all the please. stuff of the Bat Show. That might be a whole other discussion. But uh, we will. I'd uh, love like, to be a part of that. Oh, we will. We will definitely have you back, oh, yeah. and uh, we're going to link to. 13th Dimension, so people can uh, find your site. Uh, we'll link to some of the posts that you mentioned on there so people can have quick links to go uh, right to them. Those will be on our blog, poptechjam.com, along with El Kaiser here, wrote a very a poignant post. Oh yeah, post. I'll, I'll link to uh, About Men Radio. Yes. Yeah, so bad hug, bad, bad hug. Big bad hug. Bat hug, there we um, go. And, uh, and, and Dan, you we will definitely have to be back on, but thanks so much for taking the time uh, to chat with us here, and we will uh, continue to read 13 Dimension ourselves, because we are comics nerds both in full force here as well. Yes, indeed. And uh, for anyone out there who wants to know more, Pedro, give them the website one more time. poptechjam.com. Yes, yeah, so and we've been talking uh, to Dan Greenfield of the 13 dimension. We gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah. We have to carry on the memory of Adam West. We, we have to do. watch some Batman Oh, I'm definitely watching Batman. Yeah, you watch Batman definitely. every day anyway, Yeah, right?
1: absolutely. I'm going to... You know what? I, I He reminded me. Dan reminded me in the previous segment that they have that whole return to Gotham thing that, uh-huh. the, you know, I got to get that. And there's a sequel coming out. Yeah. Got to get that.
0: Yeah, you, you got your work cut out for you yeah, there. Yeah, and
1: it's animated. Mm-hmm. So the kids are going to love it. I know what I'm watching this weekend. Summer entertainment is set. Summer entertainment. Well, we got to thank the bros.
0: Yes, thank you, bros.
1: Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it.
0: Yes, and thank you, listeners, for downloading us, streaming us, however you found us. Thank, thank you, you very for playing much. us. Absolutely. And we extend a uh, belated thanks to Dan Greenfield for joining us this week. Right? Remember to go to the 13thDimension.com. Yes, there will be links on our show page for his site and some of the articles we talked about there Absolutely. as well. And until next week, when we are back with more, I'm JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Okay, fire up them drone. We're going to race now. Yes, indeed.
1: The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised.